We've got Doug and Joe, but we have a very special guest today, and we've been hanging out and talking. Welcome, Ricardo. It's so nice to see you. Hello, hello. It's good to be back. Thank you. Um, so today we're going to talk about a, a pretty tough topic. Um, oh. But we're going to talk about it in a different way. Uh, you guys may know we don't discuss topics ahead of time, so they have no idea what we're talking about. That's why Doug's freaking out up there. Um, <laughs> So September is Suicide Prevention Month, and that is a nationwide thing. It doesn't just have to do with law enforcement or fire or EMS or dispatch for that matter. But I do wanna bring attention to, um, to the month and to suicide prevention and suicide awareness. And so we're going to talk about different ways that we cope today. Um, so I'm going to take a, a page from Joe's book and I'm going to ask, each one of you in one word or one phrase tell me what is the most important thing in your life Doug <laughs> <laughs> well you know, just one thing um, well just one thing I mean obviously what is the what do you do everything for I mean, obviously, Jill, who's looking at me right now. <laughs> okay, good answer. Thank you. <laughs> so, okay. I mean, that's the one. You there. could just leave it right there, Jill. Okay, <laughs> Joe, what about you? What's a knife going? Look at me. <laughs> no doubt about it. Family and friends. There we go. Family and friends. And Ricardo. Same. Yep. Same. And exact same with me. Family and friends. So not one single person here said work, correct? The most important thing that we do and have in our life is family and friends, correct? Yep. Correct. So speaking of that, how much time do we spend at work? I, I try to spend 40 hours, but a lot of times we have overtime, um, even off duty, how much time are we spending at work? You know, when we're thinking about things, when we're, when we're, uh, trying to process a call or you know we get a text message from a coworker and they need something we're spending so much time dealing with work so how do we balance that out so my next question is oh um what do you guys do what's one thing that you do we'll take a page from leslie's book what's <laughs> one thing that you guys do that is not public safety related that you do just for fun joe we'll start with you Oh, absolutely. I, uh, I uh, took up a hobby of uh, playing guitar and Ooh, uh, I knew I like nothing that. about music when I started and I cannot sing a lick. I mean, it is <laughs> brutally bad. And so when I went into... Uh, you need to show us that. <laughs> I think you need us to be the judge. Different episode, different episode. <laughs> uh, I will tell you, I've uh, tried playing a, um, a little gig at a coffee shop. I made it through like three-fourths of a song and the Ended up, I didn't get kicked out, but I was asked to uh, stop. But that's a funny story. You have to hear the whole story and how that happened. But anyhow, I, I press forward. And for me, fun is definitely the guitar. And when I started, I knew nothing about like quarter notes, eighth notes. I, I couldn't hold the rhythm, couldn't hold the beat. I, I knew nothing. And to challenge myself and go 
at it with a growth mindset that no matter how hard this gets, I'm going to continue to learn. And no matter how bad I am, this brings me uh, stress relief. It brings me a challenge Good. to make myself better and to learn something new. So I really love the hobby of uh, playing guitar. <laughs> Good. I love it. Ricardo, how about you? Um, so this is going <laughs> to sound <laughs> funny, but... Um, oh, boy. <laughs> I, I, do, I do like little dance parties with my, with my daughters. And uh, when and and for my son, we'll we game, so we'll play like rock band. And oh, nice! Oh, wow! All of us will be in there because we've got every single uh, instrument piece. So we'll play, you know, like Freebird. <laughs> like twenty minutes long. <laughs> so we'll be playing that. Um, but you know, when uh, before the pandemic and everything, you know, I'd be gone for like a week or something at a conference, and I would you know, FaceTime with my kids and, uh, and my wife and stuff. And then when I would get home, as soon as I got home, it was every waking moment with, uh, with the family trying to, you know, catch up and do a bunch of stuff, but I will throw on music and right. my daughters will jump in the middle and we'll just start getting down. Or sometimes <laughs> we'll actually, we'll wrestle. My, my daughters are into wrestling the way I'm like pro wrestling. Like I grew up, you know, with Hulk Hogan, Ultimate Warrior, all of that. And then, you know, wow. you have a lot of new stuff now. So my daughters will, they'll wrestle each other. But my youngest, my four-year-old will say, dad, you have to announce me. So I'll say, ladies and gentlemen, coming to the ring. And I, so I have to announce her and do music. So wow. we do a lot of play stuff like that. That is cool. I love it. I love it. Ricardo, thank you very much. What about you, Doug? Um, you know, I, and I've always been like this, but I love history. So I'm always dragging Jill to some very like not well-known history spot and uh, telling her about what happened on this spot and just stand there. And where we live now in middle Tennessee, there's so much history here. Oh, that, yeah. I mean, we just drive around and I, and I'll show her these different things and, and stuff. And to me, that's so exciting to see, actual living history like we're here where this stuff happened and what's really fun and i hate to date myself but we were over here at the uh, battlefield the other day and it was saying that the war was in 1862 <clears throat> having been born in 1962 i know that that is only a hundred years before i was born they had a they had a war going on right here just a hundred years that's nothing that's so I mean, incredible yeah. it's just i love history i love and I'm not the you know traditional history stuff i like to go find unusual history places and drag Jill along because she's not really a fan of it, but. She <laughs> <laughs> looks happy in the pictures. <laughs> you can always tell that I'm like in heaven looking at these places or standing on a spot where something good happened or bad happened or whatever, but it's historic. And, and it's just, I love that kind of stuff. So that's good. Awesome. Very good. So for me, this was a big struggle and um, getting into dispatch, it, it tended to be my entire life for a very long time. And I have children and a husband and a family um, and it really took its toll. So we take this very seriously. We love to travel. Um, as my kids get older, I have a 28 year old son. I had him when I was 10. Um, <laughs> uh, we go down and see him. He's getting married this year. So it's very exciting just getting to do all of that stuff with him. It's just all about family with, with me here. And uh, I don't even differentiate between, you know, family and friends. A lot of times my sister who is family, she is my very best friend. I spend so much time with her. Uh, we do a lot of things together, but when we're together, she has to remind me still, put your phone down. Put your phone down, put your phone away. 
you know, um, last night we were eating dinner and I was, um, I was just reading a book on my tablet and I look around and we're all on our phones. So got to put them away, you know, let's, let's do this. And so taking a page from now Ricardo's book, um, you know, put on the music and let's just, you know, get down and but Ricardo you know, likes good music. So we, we can relate easy. to that. <laughs> it's really easy to get caught up in it because I know my last year, well, hell before that, my last several years, um, I was at work all the time. Days, yes. I was always on the phone with somebody from work or even when we were out someplace, I'd be texting or, or calling somebody at work. And it's, it's just easy to fall into that. Everything is involved work. Now that I'm retired, it's, it's hard to adjust because I was so used to being yep. so involved day to day that now it's, it's not like that. And it's a hard adjustment right there. Yeah. You know, Doug, I remember, because um, we've known each other for a long time, I remember I could always, I could wake up at three o'clock in the morning and text you and you would respond to me. And obviously if it's work related, you're there, you're right there. Different agencies, yeah. we don't even live close to each other. I was worried about you retiring. <laughs> <laughs> obviously it looks really good on you, but. Very difficult. So yeah, yeah Ricardo. Really, really quick, I was I was just gonna say that um, in in reference to your looking up and seeing everyone on devices, um, my eldest son, who's actually twenty one today, happy wow. birthday, Richie! <laughs> oh, wow, happy birthday! <laughs> he, when, when he comes to visit, and because he lives in in, in Michigan, um, when he comes to visit, you know, we do we do the same thing, and it's it's funny because he <laughs> uh, he doesn't always like open up right away and then he'll he'll get into it as well and, and then we're doing stuff but when i've noticed everyone on devices i got to do the same thing i i've called it um being alone together yeah <laughs> yes <laughs> that's so true okay we need to put this stuff down either go for a walk or do something like let's do something like what we're here right now all together why are we doing things separate so I, i'm i'm with you on that one yeah. oh yeah and it's a it is a struggle it really is a struggle especially in this day and age you know yeah. Yeah. so speaking of one thing you just said let's go for a walk so um there is a book called emotional survival for law enforcement and I'm not plugging the book here. Okay, yeah, I guess I am. Uh, Emotional Survival for Law Enforcement. And in the book, uh, Dr. Gilmartin talks about um, hypervigilance um, and then that letdown when you get home and how you want to disconnect from family. You just want to be left alone. You just want to watch TV. You don't need your spouse, you know, capping off about their day and all of the problems that they dealt with. You just want to be left alone. And so how do you get out of that low point. Yeah. So at work, you're hypervigilant and, and dispatchers experience the same thing. You're very hypervigilant. You're very aware of everything that's going on. You're at the top of your game because you have to be. You get home and then you, you're like, I just, I need to rest. I need to relax. I just don't want to deal with the kids. I don't want to deal with the family. What do you guys do um, to get yourself back into where you feel like a normal human being? And in the book, he talks about 22 minutes of exercise. That's something that I try and strive for, but, but I try and, and do more. Sometimes it takes a little bit more for me to try and, and become a normal human again after work. Yeah. What do you guys do, Ricardo? Um, so I, I think I was kind of lucky in the sense that um, when I was working in dispatch, uh, I, I did midnight shifts. So as a supervisor, I'd go in at uh, 4.30 p.m. and get out Ooh. at 4.30 a.m. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, yeah, and you think you're lucky? Okay, crazy. <laughs> the, re the reason I say that is because everyone is still asleep. So I didn't yes. have a chance to get into that spot where 
Um, you know, everyone's running around doing stuff and I'm just, I, I just want to sleep. So I would, I would get home and uh, <laughs> I would, even in a blizzard, because I lived in Michigan, Southwest Michigan, close to Lake Michigan with all that lake effect snow, I would get oh, home. <clears throat> I would crack open a cold one and I would get, I would get a ribeye and I would <laughs> dig, out, in the <laughs> a, I'd dig out a path to the grill and turn it on. And even if, and, and I would grill my steak for steak and eggs. And I then, love it. <laughs> and, then, and then I would crash out and then I would wake up. But see, the bad thing, however, though, is that I would only sleep for about four hours, four Ooh. or four and a half hours. Ooh. Because I didn't want to miss a moment with, uh, with my family. So yeah. I, I didn't want to waste the day because if I sleep too long, then I've got what, two and a half, three hours or something yeah. before I have to go right back in to work. And I lived about 45 minutes away from the dispatch center. I lived in a different County. Wow. Um, oh, wow. So um, when stuff started getting a, a bit harder, um, exercise was there. So during that time, a big exercise regimen that was going around was, uh, was P90X. So oh, yeah. I, I would get home and I would, I would change and I would do the hour and a half or whatever of P90X. Oh. And then, um, but then things changed. There was no more steak and eggs. There was no more cracking <laughs> up a cold one. It was exercise, um, getting something small to munch on, showering, crashing out, waking up. And I felt amazing. Yeah. Good. Awesome. I love the idea of you going out in the snow and barbecuing. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I love grilling, man. Nothing's going to stop love me. The, the visual right. of that. Hey, Carter, real quick, if I could just put you on the spot, show us the bottle that you've been drinking from. What is that down there? <laughs> oh, Jack Daniels? Uh, what is that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do you think it's, it is? It, it's called Brew Doctor. It's, it's kombucha. So it's super. <laughs> So you nice, traded nice. in your cold one for a cold one of kombucha. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> at the at the end of this, the last week of this month will actually be a year of me being sober. I did a sober October uh, last year. Wow. A lot of stuff got into that. Completely different story, but a lot of stuff um, got into that, and uh, I, I decided, you know, I'm going to do sober October, and I stopped caffeine and um, wow. and, and alcohol. And I've been I've been doing it ever since. So congratulations! I like That's it. awesome. Good year. Yeah, That's good, good job. Awesome. <clears throat> it sounds hard to do. So <laughs> it does sound hard to do. Yes, it does. <laughs> I had sober <laughs> Thursday. <laughs> yeah, for for me, Glenna, to answer that question, um, when I get home, I like to either uh, exercise before I go to work. So it's you ask the question coming home, and it goes back to my first answer: a family and friends. And I know you don't want the same answer, but um, I like, and this ain't to pat me on the back or anything, it's what uh, relieves stress for me is I like to research things and ways to pay it forward and learn about uh, nonprofit and charities and read about those things and donate money to like, uh, cancer's touched my family huge. We got a, you know, somebody going through it right now as well that I'm going to go visit uh, Tuesday night. And the Jimmy V Foundation uh, for Cancer Research ties together sports, basketball, and cancer research. And that's for all kind of right up my alley and everything else. So I uh, like to read about those, donate to those, um, be a part of that. And then I also like to start looking at um, things online of ways to travel. 
as well because I live in Iowa, so we don't have mountains here. So I'm fascinated, <laughs> like by the mountains. Some people come here and they're fascinated by their. We don't have any neighbors for the mountains, you know, and everything else. You know, so so we I'm, have fasc yeah, I'm fascinated by the uh, mountains and uh, going to the mountains and traveling. So just uh, doing some research and ways to pay it forward, and then also making sure I get uh, fit that travel time in to de-stress as well. Oh, I love it. Very wow. good. Now, Doug, for you, I want to ask kind of a different question because, I mean, you, 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 have, you have your business and you have Jill and you guys have just moved and there's so many things that are different for you within the last year. Um, do, you still, do you still have the need to um, decompress and to, uh, I guess what I want to say is, is like, you still have that feeling of like, you have to just, uh where you have to zone out and you just have to be left alone. And, and if you do, like, how do you, how do you get out of that? And is it as significant as when you were working? Yeah, it's, it's actually very odd to be retired and it's, and especially we've moved. I've never left California and now I'm living in. No. I, you know, this so much time on your hands leads to very, uh, you know, unproductive things where you just, I mean, there, I found myself sometimes just sitting here just like, completely zoned out going, I don't, I should be doing something, but I just can't think what the hell I'm supposed to do. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's just been a whirlwind of like moving across country and all this new house and everything like that. And it's just a lot of stuff. And I still feel the need sometimes to be like, I feel like I need to be doing something. What should I be doing? I should be going, calling, looking. So now that we have our own business, I work on that a lot, trying to get that up and, and, uh, current and trying to get all the new stuff and trying to research as much as I can. I, I'm like, I don't, <laughs> I feel kind of bad because Joe's out there doing all these nice charitable things. And I'm like, how can I make my business successful? <laughs> so, we all fulfill a need. You have a very, I, I think you have a very successful business. I know we're not here to plug businesses, but I think you, you fill a need, Doug, just like Joe and, and Ricardo fill a need. So here we go. It is. Okay. So, um, we need to kind of wrap this up here. I, I know I can be very long-winded. Just one last thing. Should we pretend uh, like we're, we're playing the guitar with Joe and we're getting kicked out? <laughs> I don't have one down here. Otherwise, I'd get it out. We'll no, sing along. And, yeah, you guys could sing. I'll play the guitar. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Uh, one last thing. Um, if you are struggling at work, if you're dealing with things at work, if you're uh, looking at uh, some burnout or some compassion fatigue, uh, it's very important that you take time for yourself and that you um, make yourself a priority. I think every single dispatcher I've ever met, their burning need is to help others. Mm -hmm. But you have to help yourself before you can help others. So in closing here, I just want to say you guys take care of yourself. Make sure that you're making yourself a priority so that you can fulfill all of those other things that you want to do. Joe with the, the charity, Ricardo spending time with your family. Doug, building your business. You guys can't do any of that if you're not taking care of yourself. Um, I'm going to leave it to Joe to wrap us up because I can't remember all the platforms that we're on. <laughs> so Joe, take it away. All right. If you want to be a guest on We Speak Dispatch, be sure and email us at wespeakdispatch at gmail.com. We're on all social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. And we're also available on several podcast platforms, including iTunes, Apple, 
Apple Podcast is iTunes. Sorry about that. Google and iHeart and Spotify. So put me on the spot. I wasn't quite as prepared, but we're on all those platforms and also social media platforms. But be sure and like, share, comment, and also email us at we speak dispatch at gmail.com. And and I know we all thank Ricardo for jumping on with us today. Yes, Ricardo, thank you. And everything you've done for 911. We appreciate it as well. Thank you, Ricardo. Keep doing you, man. There you go. Yep. Thanks you so much. Guys, everybody. take care. Bye.